There's nothing wrong with traditional marketing, but it's leaving opportunities on the table. In this episode, we'll cover the basics of growth marketing, what it is, why you should care, and how you can start using it for your business. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. All right. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, growth marketer at Lean Labs. I'm joined today by Chris Dubois, CEO of Lean Labs, and special guest Kevin Barber, our head of growth. Uh, So before we get into our discussion, I think that the three of us should chat a little bit about uh, Lean Labs' approach to marketing in general. Um, So I'm going to start by passing this over to our head of growth, Kevin. Um, So if you had to boil things down to 30 seconds or less, what is the Lean Labs definition and approach to marketing? 30 seconds. All right. Mallory knows how to challenge me. So the ideal is is that... um, I think in order to define marketing, you have to define promotion, right? Okay. And, and yeah. promotion is different from marketing. It's promotion is like putting my stuff out there so people see me and my product. And, and because promotion is not the same word of marketing, that means marketing is different. Okay. Right. And so marketing, the one of the best definitions of marketing that I've ever heard and I've certainly adopted is marketing is changing beliefs with the intent of a sell. It's understanding where someone is at situationally, as well as their past experiences that have got them to the choice that they have currently made. And we're helping them understand the beliefs they need to change in order to change their actions, in order to change their results. And we're helping them understand by making those changes, it's going to get them the transformation that they seek. That's my definition of marketing. How'd I do? I love it. I love it. Chris, anything to add? I think we can wrap the episode there. Um, no. <laughs> That's it. Thanks no, for no, joining. I, like no. <laughs> really fun, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to what Kevin was saying, I think it, it's also like the, the process of identifying, um, anticipating, satisfying customer needs and wants in a way that's also like profitable uh, and sustainable, right? Where it's not just like a one and done type thing. We're trying to do something, get into our ideal um, ideal target customers like thoughts and beliefs so that we can change them. And we're trying to do it in a way that we can consistently do this. Um, really? So ideally we're looking at on mass, right? We're not marketing to an individual. We're doing this in a much larger spread. Right. So I think that, you know, the large promoters in the world are like out there going, here's why us, why us. And I think the great marketers in the world are going here, here's what's broken and why you might want to think about a new way of doing it. And here's how we're doing that in our business. And here's the results that we're seeing. And here's some easy steps you could take. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not, here's my thing. You want to buy it. You know, right. That, so it's an entire awesome. shift, a whole worldview shift, maybe a whole approach shift. We're helping uh, them understand cool. and navigate the change they need to make to get the outcome that they desire. So let's dovetail into growth marketing specifically a little bit more. Um, how were you first exposed to or introduced to the concept of growth marketing. Um, I'm going to toss this one to Chris first. Yeah. So this one's actually real easy. I started working at Lean Labs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's my answer. (laughs) Yeah. First introduction was like, I mean, even to marketing was like, you know, I had an idea from doing some copywriting, stuff like that. Um, But coming here, it was like, all right, this is a 
a more feasible way to, to handle marketing and you get an actual like you actually get to grow on on multiple levels, right? You're incorporating, you're aligning multiple teams um, into one massive process that just makes it easier and to get the end result that you want with your marketing, which is more ideally more revenue, uh, more happy customers and stuff. But uh, and so working at Lean Labs, starting to study some of the company like Atlassian, HubSpot, companies like that, seeing how they're doing it, and. Uh, yeah. And then just hanging out with Kevin a lot. And that is a majority of our conversations. So <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say Kevin also introduced me to growth marketing. So let's go to Kevin. What, uh, how did you get introduced to the concept of growth marketing? It was a slightly longer journey. Um, so, um, <laughs> so the first thing I did is I built prior to lean labs, I built websites the wrong way for about a decade. I assumed that if we just built them a substantially better website, then everything would take off, but almost none of them did. Okay. And then it's like everyone was happy with their website and, uh, but they had no strategy for growth from there. And then I kind of came into the inbound marketing, um, deal of 2009 through 2015, um, where people were like, oh, but if we just go out and we create enough content and we drive them to a website, then everything will be successful. But the fact is, is does every single company that does inbound content win? Does, does no. every single company that has content marketing win? There's got to be more to this, right? So right. because the fact is, is there's a lot of companies that have heavily invested in both their website and their content not winning, right? So then then what happens is I start taking a look at what was happening at HubSpot. And, you know, uh, you know Brian Halligan talked about, you know, he is deeply and personally involved in every go-to-market that they do. And Brian Balfour was leading uh, their growth team at the time and, and understanding what, what they were doing um, of combining people, the SMEs from the product in conjunction with marketers, in conjunction with sales, in conjunction with support in order to align on the metrics that we're all working on together. Uh, that is that that is that shift. And, and that's how I was introduced to it is just by studying and reverse engineering what high growth companies were doing. And the majority of the high growth companies that we all admire today, if you go look at how they're structured, it is not traditional sales and marketing silos. They have they have switched to a growth mm-hmm. growth marketing uh, setup. That actually is great because that dovetails right into another question that I wanted to ask. Uh, it leads us into discussing more of the differences between growth marketing and a more traditional marketing approach, which I feel like both of you have kind of already touched on um, a bit. But let's really break it down. Um, so, Kevin, if you had to, uh, I, I won't give you a time limit this time, <laughs> but if you had to, you know, put it in as few words. Um, what would you say the key differences are between growth marketing and a more traditional approach? Right. So we have to stereotype uh, traditional marketing for a minute in order to make this distinction. And I hope that's fair. Okay. So, uh, but if we were to think about traditional marketing, there's, there's two kind of um, weak points, um, which, which oftentimes uh, limit results in a significant way. The first weak point is the company is in silos. So like, so marketing is over here responsible for a few numbers and sales is over here responsible for a few numbers, right? And then the product or the tech team is in the middle uh, and they're responsible for what they're responsible for. So like marketing Mm -hmm. is saying, hey, we're sending all this stuff over to sales, but sales mostly ignores us. 
sales is over here saying, yeah, the leads that marketing is sending us suck, so we have to go do this all ourselves, right? And tech who are trying to make updates to the website and do things like that are saying we're too busy right now. And then yet if you go to those departments and ask them how they're doing, you know, the social media person's like, I'm doing great. I'm crushing it on social media. You know, the the blogger saying I'm doing blogs, the advertiser saying I'm split testing a bunch of ads, the, the BDR rep saying I'm hitting my cold calling quota, right? I'm doing my account-based marketing. The the sales manager saying I'm we're working on our goals. Everyone says that they're doing great, but because they're not accountable to one set of metrics, the company can still be sucking. Right. right? And, and like when, when everyone gets, gets bought into their, their metrics and the way that they all work together, that that's a fundamental shift away from how it feels in a traditional siloed, you know, um, marketing sales product support structure. Right. Uh, and then the second component of that, the second area of failure and weakness is because of that siloed structure, marketing gets this idea that they're only responsible for traffic and leads. And, and that is not that is not the function of great marketing. Uh, the, the function of great marketing is your uh, that's a longer answer. Like we could really, <laughs> it'd be like next podcast. But the, the deal is, is that the, the function of great marketing is not just being able to get people to download a checklist or an ebook. That is not a function of marketing. In fact, those leads have shown almost no intent. And for sales to follow up with them would be a waste of time. They're not wrong when they say that, right? right? So like that would be a fundamental distinction between taking this growth marketing approach where we're looking to convert and ascend qualified leads, right? Into the scheduled meeting of a sales rep to then know what questions are being asked, what objections are being raised, what priorities are being discussed so that we can go back around and make good marketing. And I didn't even include the support part. So, right. Yeah. So it is, it's that interconnectedness, that communication, that collaboration. Um, Chris, do you have anything to add? Nope. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. So we did talk, uh, you mentioned, Kevin, that uh, the obviously marketing shouldn't stop at just downloading a checklist or, you know, someone converting on one form on a website. Um, is it fair to say that sometimes marketing shouldn't even start uh, at the point of just getting awareness? Um, or should all marketing efforts start in that point in our in our funnel? Mm, I have a fantastic answer. It depends. Okay. So, um, so if what you're doing, you can go back and you can look at the metrics and you can validate that it's profitable, then you can start by trying to amplify the volume of what you're putting into it, right? Mm -hmm. So so what you want to do is you want to look at your cost of sales and your cost of marketing and cost of related things, tools, ads, et cetera. And you divide out the amount of new sales that you've gotten from it the last quarter or the last six months. And you look at the ROI. And if it is positive, you can start by driving more, more, more volume into it. But that is not the case for at least four out of five companies. At least four yeah. out of five companies haven't understood the channels that they have that are profitable and profitable and under a little bit of inspection, which we're doing all the time. We're helping them understand that, it, that it's not profitable and they have some major roadblocks and driving more people into roadblocks is not is not generally a great first step. It's not going to be profitable. Right. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Right. Well, let's 
do a kind of a fun question. I think both of you will find this one kind of fun. Um, who are, I know we all follow some different marketers. We have people we look up to, people we want to study and maybe borrow some techniques from. Uh, who are some of the marketers who influenced your approach to growth marketing specifically the most? And I'm going to toss this one to Chris first. Growth marketing specifically? Um, so Brian Halligan is one, right? The whole flywheel concept, I think, really plays into the growth marketing approach. Um, the This is going to really boost someone's ego, but obviously Kevin, because I'm... <laughs> working so much and we're like talking through this and like sharing ideas and talking through how can we make this work for this client right and so we actually get to like that's the best part about having this growth team is that we get to actually look at all of our clients and take each in a case-by-case basis and find the best way to approach the problem for them and so you know we can use the growth grader and like figure out all right what what gap is there right now and we can then make the plan in order to uh, to address that but it means we get to each one is like an individual case, right? So you get to learn a lot faster um, by doing this. And so. Right. Get more reps yeah. in more quickly uh, with the, across all our clients. I do love that. I, I, that's something I love about working here too. Um, Kevin, who are some of your favorite inspirations in the marketing world? <laughs> I'm going to have a You don't have to say me. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to have a little bit of a laundry list. So, I love it. Um, so, so when I transitioned from you know, website consulting and building into Lean Labs. Um, you know, I first read the book, The Lean Startup by Eric Reese, but then I read Running Lean by Ash Moria. And that Running Lean book, like that put the lean in Lean Labs, like understanding how to connect with an audience and find that messaging that's working before a significant marketing investment is uh, made uh, so that you know your message on point is is dialed and uh, and and Ash Moria helped put the lean in lean labs right uh, but going on from there uh, I would say that it would be my my time working in, in understanding and helping reverse engineer what's happening inside of big software companies and the two big ones would be HubSpot and ClickFunnels so kind of understanding what's happening with with Brian Halligan Brian Balfour when he was leading a growth team, right? Um, and, you know, and what's happening with Mark Roberge, who was, you know, basically uh, head of revenue, uh, and, and what Darmesh has been doing from his approach to setting up teams to be successful, even though he's not a team manager, he, he, set, he helped set up the structure of his company. And then going over to Russell Brunson, who has probably written, like, let's see, he has um, a three book trilogy on you know, out. And those are probably three of the very best marketing books in existence. <laughs> uh, and being able to go through his programs and his masterminds uh, has been transformational for me. So, so that's where I would put the credit, you know. Uh, and and there's also just the foundations. It's like the Seth Godin's of the world, mm. you know, uh, which kind of goes back to the the foundations of just what, what makes people work, which like if I could pick uh, any grandfather to have, it'd be Jim Brown, right? So like, and then just consuming all of that. So, so there's a layer of principle and, and then there's a layer of how do you apply that to SaaS between like HubSpot and ClickFunnels. Yeah. Just kind of bringing it all together. And uh, so see, Chris, we're seeing all the influences that influenced our biggest, uh, <laughs> our biggest influence ourselves. Right. Um, I mean, basically the goal is to earn or buy your way in to understanding what people who have the result that you want did in order to get to where they are. 
not necessarily what they're doing today. And I think that that was the biggest aha for me. It's not what a company does as a as a $500 million company or a $5 billion company. It's what did they do to get their initial momentum to get there? And what did that look like? And uh, it's only once I started answering, asking those questions and getting those answers, did I realize how to repeat it for our clients. That's so important because everyone is at a different stage and you can't look at yourself where you are and try to imitate what someone who has, you know, a hundred you, times your budget you, is doing. <laughs> you cannot just start imitating what a household name brand is doing today and expect a similar result. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with Kevin on this next question, um, which is uh, obviously we enjoy using a growth marketing approach. We use it every day. Uh, what are your favorite things about the approach? We've talked a little about the collaboration. We've talked about the differences. Um, but maybe like what what do you get out of using a growth marketing approach that you haven't been able to experience in any other type of marketing you've done? This is a fun answer for me. Um, one word, four letters data. Okay. So like we get to win or lose. I'm pretty competitive. Um, so <laughs> if you've known Kevin for five minutes, you would know that he's pretty competitive. Just, I'm just, <laughs> just a little competitive. <laughs> and I may not be, I may not have the, the body for like advanced athletics. So my, so business is my sport and data is the scoreboard. And inside of growth marketing, you have a very clear set of metrics that guide you. You have very clear ability to achieve, uh, understand, you know, track data and use data to make incremental improvements on a consistent basis in order to make a transformational win. It's it's the same. It's the it's making the thousand one percent improvements that that transformation. Well, what was it that you did? Well, I made a thousand one percent improvements, you know? Yeah. I, I also enjoy that piece of the puzzle because I am also so I'm competitive. Everyone that works at Lean Labs is quite competitive. I think uh, that's something we all share. Uh, but it is very helpful and impactful to be able to constantly have that data to see if you're going the right direction. It gives you a flashlight in the darkness <laughs> and lets you know whether your approaches that you're taking are actually panning out or maybe you need to course correct a little bit. And let's compare that to the alternative for a moment. Yeah. In the world without data, are you good at your job? Well, I'm schmoozing up to my boss, and I've been there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I, I make sure Perfect. that I get my voice heard in meetings. I mean, in the world without data, what are your metrics that you're going off of? That that feels uh, that feels broken. So right. It's nebulous. It's hard to get consistent results uh, when you're just going. Not that there's anything, you know, terrible about gut feel uh, in all senses, but in this particular area. <laughs> and, and the alignment of the entire organization around, you know, six core metrics that leads to one thing we care about, which is our, our quarter over quarter and year over year growth rate, like just gets everyone on the same page. Where without that, I mean, you can have your data and then they have their data and nothing really, nothing really changed. Right. So, Right. Yeah. Everyone can be winning on their own separate metrics, but if they're not coming together. So right. and I think it's that alignment that that's really great, right? Sales gets to actually talk to people on a day-to-day basis. And so they get to hear everything right from your the prospect, the target customer, to hand over to marketing so they can make better decisions and how they're applying the messaging, what they're tweaking there. And everything's actually like informed rather than, hey, we're just going to take a swing and see what happens. Right. Right. We can actually like 
put this down on paper and say, hey, we heard this objection this many times. Like we need content around it to address that. Right. And, and you can go to your company, to your sales team right now and go, hey, what what percentage of what we talk about in our marketing and on our website and in our social posts are what people care about in sales conversations? And if they're like saying little to nothing, then you just <laughs> recognize that there's no alignment between your sales and marketing people. Yep. Right. And, and salespeople have an incredibly valuable role to play because they're the people with the insights that help help customers navigate change. Right. So like inside of that, uh, we 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 view the sales reps in, in inside of our company as well as our clients brands as some of the SMEs that are sharing the biggest questions, the biggest priorities, the biggest reservations mm -hmm. so that we can do great marketing. You know? Yep. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we obviously work with a lot of uh, brands that haven't maybe done a growth marketing approach before. Um, Chris, I know you're having a lot of those early conversations with folks. What would you tell a stakeholder or a CMO who is kind of hesitant about taking a growth marketing approach, unsure if that's the right path for their business? So, I mean, obviously, first you got to ID why, why they have that belief. Um, but for some company, maybe their system isn't broken first, like they're seeing some traction, uh, but they might not have that full picture and be able to see what's actually possible by actually unifying all of their teams and getting everything together. Um, there's also a chance that they just don't have buy-in from the full, from everybody, right? You might get a lot of CEOs who are either very sales focused, very, some that are marketing focused, usually the ones that are more marketing focused, often understand that necessity for getting things to sales in a specific way. Um, but uh, once really just figuring out why, why aren't you interested? Because they have some sort of um, experience that tells them that what they were doing before is working. Um, and then you just tailor the show them what is possible with growth marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, have you encountered anything? Uh, what are some of the top concerns if, if you have had folks that uh, have come to you concerned about these approaches. Right. So definitely have some thoughts. If I had to boil down the last 500 calls <laughs> to, uh, to, to the deal, it's if you, if you have, you know, you're hesitant and you're not looking to change it's because you're not sure what's broken. Okay. Right. Go fix things that aren't broken. Go diagnose the problems that are holding you back. And I would suggest that get really clear on what's broken. Even if you have to go outside and get an independent analytics review or audit, or you have to get three of mm -hmm. them or five of them, solve the right problem. Right. And then once you identify what the problem is, now you can be like, well, what, what would be a low risk, high reward, short time frame? You know, how do I get the biggest results in the least amount of time with the least amount of risk? approach to solving that problem and then and then let look go the way you want <laughs> go the way you want yeah <laughs> so perfect i love that as a as a related question are there any i, I know we work a lot with um SaaS and tech um, but are there any industries or types of businesses where growth marketing is maybe not a fit um or is this a, an approach that if done right, could work for any business. Right. I'll start with Chris. Right, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> so I think there are benefits of growth marketing that can work for anyone, right? Um, 
and it, like it's simple practices, right? Make sure marketing's talking to sales, make sure sales talking to success team, make sure they're all looking at data, use making informed decisions on everything. That part, like that should be clear, super easy for any company to use. One of the one of the benefits of growth marketing, I think, is the speed at which you can actually make those decisions. And so I would say companies who are going to see less benefit are going to be those that probably have like a, a more limited customer base and they spend a lot more time on one-on-one engagements slowly, um, you know, building up those relationships. Um, so like probably more so in like luxury markets um, or even like something smaller, like independent bookstores. You're familiar with bookstores. <laughs> um, but like an independent bookstore, right, doesn't need to make as many like rapid decisions and like have all these different things. And obviously we're moving from B2B towards B2C here and stuff, yeah. but, but like that's where some of the, I think some of the benefits just start to lose their value. Yeah. Kevin, any thoughts? Yeah, I think there's a few. So um, the first one is, is for the brand that doesn't actually believe in marketing. You don't have to worry <laughs> about growth marketing. So yeah. if you believe that you're better off by just cold calling and dialing in and, you know, getting whoever you need on the phone by whatever means you can interrupt them and, and win your meetings that way, then don't, don't even work. Don't waste the time. Right. Um, I do believe that's that, that approach has, has served a role and sometimes still serves the role to today, but I don't believe it's a scalable method to reaching your entire tar- market audience, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second thing is that if you are, if you're like in a space where um, you don't you don't believe in conversion points, like you're not looking for conversion and you're just trying to build your brand, you're just trying to build your brand and your only metric is building your brand and you're not trying to fill a sales pipeline, right? You're not trying to schedule qualified leads to, with appointments for demos and trials and, you know, consultations, et cetera, then you probably don't need growth marketing. You just need to get your brand out there. Um, now, generally, even in that world, you still have to have some conversion points, but um, but if your primary motivation is just brand awareness more so than actually being able to see return on your marketing investment, then maybe growth marketing is not right for you. Awesome, it's great context, great information for anyone out there that's just kind of exploring it. Um, so let's kind of wrap things up with just general. Uh, thoughts and recommendations for the listeners who are who might be just becoming familiar with the concept of growth marketing, just thinking about exploring it. Um, what advice do you have for a brand that's maybe just starting to explore this kind of solution, Kevin? Uh, my first, my first comment would be. Take a look at your analytics. You probably, you can go back and I don't know if it's going to take two weeks, two months, two quarters, or two years to look at the last 5,000 visitors. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're not converting conversations and leads at the last 5,000 visitors, why do you need 5,000 more visitors? Right. Right. Something is fundamentally broken and you might as well start by fixing what's broken and it's not getting a return on what you have today um, before you worry about driving more people into something that doesn't work. Right. A lot of times what we do is we're taking good fuel, we're putting in a bad engine and we're wondering why it doesn't go anywhere. Um, So one of the first things you want to do is you want to you want to kind of understand where where are we starting from? What actually is working in our in our in our sales and marketing funnel flywheel process, however you'd like to describe (laughs) it. Right. There's definitely camps of opinion on what that should be called. (laughs) Um, But the fact is, is like, can I take someone who has shown 
uh, some intent in my brand, uh, a reason to convert into a meeting in a way that that's worth doing more marketing for. And if not, stop and fix that. No, I think that's where I'd, that's where I'd begin. Uh, because the, the default thinking is I see great brands out there doing lots of marketing and they have great products. I have a great product. So I just need to jump out there and do lots of visibility and drive lots of traffic and I'll get lots of leads and lots of sales will naturally occur. But there's no actual buyer journey and there's no actual sales system to support that. And that is a great way to spend six months and six figures doing the wrong stuff. The random acts of marketing. Absolutely. Chris, any closing <laughs> thoughts on growth marketing for our audience here? I think you should do it. I can't top Kevin's answer <laughs> right there. That was good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. I love it. I think that the for, for anyone who's trying to figure that out, just, just see if you can find someone who will give you a couple minutes of an independent review, look at your numbers, show you what's broken. Um, that it's not it's not personal it's just understanding where the gaps are in your game just like every pro nfl team what do they do right after the game's over even when they win they watch the tape yeah where were our strengths where were our weaknesses right and that's the best part about the data like it's a fact right like there's no opinions going into whether someone came to your website and converted on something it's like it either happened or it didn't and so like having someone come in and just look at all of this only just they can help you paint the picture of what's actually going on in your organization by looking at what's actually happening in your organization. And so. Perfect. Well, thank you both so much. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thanks, Chris, for for being here. And uh, that wraps up our discussion on growth marketing, what it's about, and how you can get started using this approach for your business. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. Until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.